Hey, keep this in mind. We are going to go into greater detail in a little bit about the seasonal effect disorder and how everybody's kind of bummed out and we need more uh, <laughs> sunlight in our life. Uh, but I'll give you a little taste of what we've got for you uh, in this piece of advice. When the sun's coming out like it is right now, one of the things they suggest we do is try to move yourself so that you're going to be by a window for a while. Yeah, definitely a good idea. If you have a home office, because so many people are working from home, mm -hmm. try to slide things over so you're facing the window. So when we do get sun, you get a little bit of that vitamin D. Yes, we all need that, especially right now. Oh, my gosh. Yes, especially uh, getting dark at 4 o'clock. And <laughs> Boy, Cam, when you were working at Fox 2 for all those years, you, you were getting up at like 1 in the morning, weren't you? Yeah, 2 like 2.30 yeah, two every day. So you'd go um, in, it's pitch black. And then yeah, and you'd come home, take a nap, and it'd be pitch black. <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah. I, this is a really tough time of year for yeah. so many people. Well, we've got some good advice for you, so stand by. That's coming up. But first, we want to talk about uh, Ford Motor Company celebrating 75 years of the F-Series truck. Hmm, My goodness. Incredible. That is an incredible achievement. And with us on the line to talk about this this morning is uh, Ted Ryan, who has one of the coolest jobs in the world. He's the Ford Archive and Heritage Brand Manager. Good morning, Ted. Good morning. How are you guys? We're doing great. Tell us about the uh, big 75th anniversary of the F-Series, what you guys are doing to help celebrate, and how we can all get involved and enjoy it, too. I will, but, you know, I'm actually sitting in my office with the sun streaming in on my back. <laughs> Good. Good for you. Wise man. Like, That's why you're the brand I, manager. I, I saw the sun. Uh, oh, yes. It's perfect. Uh, for the 75th anniversary of the F-Series, and uh, uh, January 16th, Monday will actually be the date, uh, we rebranded the Ford Heritage Vault, which is our free online site where people can download images and brochures. Uh, for the F-Series for trucks. Uh, we've made sure that we have every single model year uh, covered with photographs uh, between uh, 1948 and 2003. Our vault cuts off at 2003 because it was uh, initially done to celebrate 100 years of, of Ford when we launched last June. But we have, even better than that, we have over 400 brochures. So you can go look up the crazy accessories from the uh, 60s that were offered. You can look up all the great color schemes from the 70s. Like a heater. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, that, was, that was the 50s. That was the 50s when the heater was optional. And uh, 60s was AC. 64, that was under the dash AC you could get. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. So, and the, the, the vault, we just FYI, we, we launched it last year. We've got about 10,000 images and brochures in there. We actually broke the internet when we launched it last June. There was so much traffic to it. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and we're still seeing amazing traffic to it even today. So people can go and download their favorite car, whether it's F-Series or Mustang or GT or Bronco, and uh, uh, get a high-res digital file and, and use it however they want to use it. My grandpa actually had a 1969 Mustang, and it was like this purplish kind of dull color. Mm -hmm. It was the best car ever. Best car. You know, Any the, chance that's covered? <laughs> that, that's in there. And that, that's a really good point, too, because a lot of the feedback that we get, we, we have a feedback button on the site that says, what do you want to see? Blah, blah, but a lot of the people comment that they love being able to see the color guides. So like mm. with the pickup yeah. truck right now, Ford has a 75th anniversary Heritage Edition uh, pickup truck that has the, the two-tone 
paint color. That was so well, popular in the 70s. Uh, I have and a, you can go look at the originals. I have a question for you, Ted, that I hope you can uh, answer. I know you've been asked, or I know you've thought about it a lot with your team. But, uh, boy, I, being a car guy, I see this every day. You go onto these auction sites. Like, there's one very popular auction site for uh, car guys and women called Bring a Trailer, which just, you know, it's auctions of uh, vintage and classic cars. And the values of every Ford pickup and all the F-Series and the Broncos and everything like that, the values of these vehicles are just astounding. They are in many cases at the same parity as a brand new truck or sometimes mm -hmm. more. Right. And when, you, when you think about the Bronco and those of you who remember when it first came out and it was like this little sporty <laughs> two seater with kind of a half back seat and uh, you know, it was for bopping around uh, Baja and you know, the mountains. And then by the time the Bronco evolved, it was the big, heavy, you know, uh, you know, backseat and plenty of luggage space. And then those vehicles are all exceptionally popular to this day. How is it that, uh, the F series has remained so steady and so iconic for so long? Do you guys have any idea? I think it's because it became ingrained into the American imagination about what a car should be, uh, or what a truck should be in this particular case, the Bronco, uh, SUV, sport utility, the same way, and the Mustang, the same way. Whereas actually you're seeing declining value in some of the other cars. The Model A's are, are going down a little bit in value. Right. But back, to the, the, back T, to the yeah. F-Series. Yeah, yeah it, it's the, the, the F-Series became the de facto standard. It's interesting. Ford actually sold millions of trucks before 1948. We had the Model T, the truck, the Model TT truck, the Model A truck, et cetera. The hack, but yeah. With, yeah, we in 1948, we decided we were going to make a dedicated line. So we had the F1, but we also had the F2, the F3, the F4, so that you could get increasing payload and increasing capacity for your truck. And then we, we made modifications and changes to them. And that's why the, the F-Series has been the best-selling truck for four decades and the best-selling vehicle in America for more than four decades is uh, because of the changes our, our crazy smart engineers have made. I'll tell you the biggest one I think that we ever made was adding the second set of doors and uh, more seats. Suddenly it became a family vehicle. You didn't right. just need it as a cattle rancher. You could take your family to the baseball game and then go home and have it to, to help you work. All right. Well, let me, let me throw this in there and it might not be something you guys would readily talk about, but we can talk about it intelligently and, uh, and uh, in a kind way. I remember when, like, it was the day the Bronco was going to be, like, <laughs> disappeared from the planet after the OJ incident. Mm -hmm. Right. And at that point, you couldn't give a Bronco away. And shortly after that, you know, Ford stopped making them. The fact that the Bronco has come back and is just the most exciting SUV, Jeepy kind of, uh, you know, off-road, on-road, highway, you know, soup it up. Yeah, uh, totally. Keep it simple, however you want. The Bronco has has popped back, and I think it's probably bigger than it's ever been. I 100% agree. And, and for the OJ thing, I get asked that. I wish I had a call every time I've been asked that. The, uh, the, oh, the, the Bronco is actually going to be – I always get asked, did OJ kill the Bronco? Uh, pun intended. Uh, the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but as early as two years before OJ, we had already started the Bronco replacement program, which turned out to be the Explorer. 
Right. And what we discovered as Americans, we, we were in the middle of the reverse boom. Uh, you know, the baby boomers were there and they had their kids and our marketers call it uh, the reverse boom. Well, they wanted four doors so they could put the hockey equipment and the baseball equipment and the, you know, all the, the stuff in the back is so hard to get in and out with just two doors. So that last year, we actually only sold 8,000 Broncos before it was finally discontinued. Wow. What amazes me as a historian is why did, why was a vehicle that had been away for two generations? Why was it the latent demand for it there that our marketers were able to tap into? And I think it's because you saw, when you saw the Broncos, you saw it in uh, things like, uh, uh uh, videos, you saw Ocean's Eleven, you saw, whenever you saw a Bronco, it was in this setting right. that made you go, oh, wow, that's Lady Gaga owned one and used it in her videos. So right. it created this, this idea in your in the public set. And then our, 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 once again, our great engineers and designers delivered on that promise. And the vehicle is, my dad owns a Bronco. I've got a Bronco Sport. It is just amazing. It is the coolest. I, I Let me throw one thing at you that you and your... Uh, you and your colleagues can discuss as a possible explanation for its success and interest. I think the Bronco, which is kind of borrowed a little bit from the Mustang in terms of a horse. Okay. The, the Mustang yeah. was this galloping, you know, you know, hundred mile an hour wild animal that, that was actually turned into a car. And the logo for the Bronco was like, Oh, you think the Mustang is bad, you know, meaning good. You know, like, uh, you know, really tough and uh, exciting. Super bad. Check yeah. out the Bronco. And the Bronco logo was kind of like, I think it all ties in, this is my theory, to the American cowboy. There is just something so American about Ford mm -hmm. and those vehicles. And it just, it it doesn't require an explanation for Americans. Now, you go over to Europe, they cannot for the life of them understand why anybody would have a pickup if they weren't a tradesman. <laughs> That's true, and uh, I'll tell you a, a story behind the naming of the Mustang and the Bronco. It's it's fascinating, and, and you're you're one hundred percent correct intuitively. The Mustang, the whole time it was in development, it was either called T five or the Cougar, and all the early images of it, you know, the model clays and all those had a Cougar emblem on it. And then they hmm. decided at the last minute because the Bronco, which was also in development, was codenamed Bronco. It's the only car that I'm aware of that the code name actually transferred over and became the name of the vehicle is the Bronco. And so the marketers and Don Fry and Lee Iacocca said, hey, wait a minute. We, we've had the Mustang one, which was a, a concept vehicle. Well, let's call it the Mustang. And so suddenly, just three months before the launch, it was called the Mustang. And then the Bronco name was submitted. And when the Bronco was revealed, Don Fry uh, actually announced the Bronco saying we're adding another pony to the stable. And then we added more ah. with the Pinto and then more with the Maverick to keep that Western theme going. Uh, right. So that one thought pattern of creating and capturing the spirit of the American West uh, drove the name for four of our vehicles. Good guys. I, good I believe that to be true. And if you look at uh, the success of TV shows like Yellowstone, which is about American cowboys in 2023, you know, fighting just to keep their land, to keep their family safe, you know, all those fundamental American Old West ideals. I think there's a little bit of a, of a crossover thing psychologically, and people just love it. And, and I think you guys deserve the most credit for 
being able to keep this brand and this image going for 75 years without messing it up, that's almost impossible. It's, it's the crazy smart engineers. And even when we took it over to the BEV battery electric, my, my wife, we just got the email this week uh, that her lightning is ready. Uh, it's been built. It's, uh, it's going to be shipped to the dealer. So we're excited to join that generation. And I've been, uh, I worked with, with Linda Zhang, the, the engineer to capture all the research that went into the lightning in our collection. We actually had one of the first three prototype lightnings uh, that was developed to see how, because when you create a battery electric, you're not just sticking a battery in a gas powered car. You're redesigning right. from the ground up to take advantage of all the, the different, uh, the gain space, all the different things that, that can happen. And I, uh, you know, prior to Ford, I worked at Coke, where I worked with crazy smart work and marketers uh, at Ford. These, these engineers and these designers are just the smartest people you could ever meet. Um, sure. Yeah. Paul Ray, the, One of the, the designer of the Bronco, man, he was so cool. He is so cool. And he <laughs> loved yeah. that product. Well, the thing I, I enjoyed uh, finding out uh, back in the, oh, must have been the early 2000s when the Mustang was being uh, relaunched with uh, Shelby again and the GT and the, and the Cobra. And I learned that Ford actually spends a lot of time sincerely talking to car people, particularly the Mustang clubs and the groups and whether they're old baby boomers or young people. And they ask them, you know, do we want a external looking exhaust? Do we want to make sure the sequential taillights are the same? What do you guys want? And that you guys actually incorporate that almost all the time. We did. I took part of the Bronco uh, one, two years before the launch of the Bronco. We brought in about 65 Bronco enthusiasts from across the country uh, and had sit down sessions with them, showed them prototypes, showed them clays, asked them all the uh, and, and incorporated all of that feedback back into uh, what the car was. So it was amazing to sit in a room with an enthusiast because, you know, we, in my case particularly, I'm a generalist. I have to know about Bronco, Mustang, you know, all the different brands. But a Bronco fanatic or an F-Series fanatic, they can tell you down to the bolt what makes oh, yeah. their vehicle special. Uh, so I learn every time I sit down and, and speak with them. And the F-Series, too. If you look at the explosive growth, when we became the best-selling vehicles, when we extended the cab, but that's also when America changed. Suddenly, Home Depot is founded, Lowe's is founded, do it yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the, it became more than something that somebody that worked on a ranch or a farmer or a construction worker needed. The, the pickup became an example of the changing American lifestyle well, that you can take see from the 70s till today. Right. Just take a look at how many women are behind the wheel of a pickup I, these days. I was just going to say that. These tiny, <laughs> yeah. these big old trucks and these tiny little women get out. And <laughs> that's funny. I love it. Well, uh, Ted <laughs> Ryan. about to be one of them. <laughs> Ted Ryan, uh, thank you for being with us. Heritage Brand Manager for the Ford Archive and uh, the 75th anniversary of the F-Series. Congratulations. And everybody listening, uh, if you get a chance, check out the Heritage Vault. It's now open and it's setting records so uh, good for you guys. Thanks for keeping it alive. And thanks for being a guest on the great Michigan weekend here on News Talk 760 WJR. All right, coming up next, we're going to do a little trivia one more time. Give you a chance to call in and win. So 